Good morning, good morning everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion, the podcast that seeks to encourage you in your faith, to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ, and to speak about life from a uh, perspective of faith. And we'll dive into that a little bit today, but we come to you, this is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the uh, Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God. Quite divided with liberty and justice for some, for those that are uh, in the club, those that have the right friends, maybe those that have connections in the right places, those who know a a favorable DA. Um, it's a crazy world we're living in today, and they're calling good evil and evil good people. I mean, there's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that, and it's it's being put out there right before us uh, more and more often. Um, there's less uh, inhibition, uh, inhibiting of evil and calling evil good and good evil. Um, there's more of that that goes on every day as we see even in the mainstream legacy news media. But one thing that is a beautiful thing is that we have something beyond all that we have something that can't be measured by our life here and now a belief in something more a belief in something eternal a belief in something that uh, will last that will not go away you know everything scientifically when you look at this planet when you look at uh, a lot of the the things that we can measure Everything is deteriorating. <clears throat> That's always been one of my basic truths against the idea of evolution is, okay, well, when did it stop building up and start tearing down? You know, they talk about how stars formed and they've got all these wonderful theories about how the earth came together. And But you look at the systems in on the earth and how they're so intricately designed to fit together and work together. The fact that uh, um, I heard somebody say once, it's kind of like a, a puddle fills with water. That's how all this stuff happened. And I'm just like, but water was designed to go into a puddle, right? It, it had a purpose to do that first because it just flows into areas that it can fit in. And, you know, there was no design to anything in the in the idea of evolution. And that it, it, it is such a highness uh it, it's an awful terrible theory it, it has no scientific foundation whatsoever outside of supposed dating methods that's all they got and yet millions of people put faith in that every day and somehow claim that it's scientific and that religious ideas are somehow uh stories or based on uh you know based on some belief system that uh, you shouldn't have. And I'm like, okay. So anyway, um, when you look at God's word, when you go into the Bible, into scripture, um, there's a clear picture of how we got here, why we're here, um, what the purpose of this whole thing is. And then when you go through the Old Testament, you'll see the trials and tribulations of the Israel, the folks that God chose to bring Christ through into the earth and there's a, a long history that they have from the time that they 
uh, are identified as Israel through Jacob uh, back in uh, the book of Genesis. And then they go into Egypt and, and that, the book of Exodus, and they come out of it. And, you know, we've gone through all that here in this show. You can go back to those shows and, and listen back in January when we started in Genesis and talked about the creation of the world. And frankly, it just makes more sense, people, that, that someone with a lot more knowledge than what we have uh, created all this and made it possible. And he gave us the capacity to worship. He gave us the capacity to think and to do things. And I believe to have a free will within his overall structure and sovereignty. And so when you look at, at Scripture and the Bible and what it teaches on how we got here, and then you look at the evidence all around us, it, it's pretty darn obvious. you know. And so I would encourage you to go to places like ICR and Answers in Genesis, icr.org now in Texas, and see what, what they're doing. They have you know PhD people, a lot smarter than me, that can help you understand some of the scientific basis for a young earth. And it's not that hard to see. It's not really, you know, the more archaeology digs into the earth and things like that, the more it's proven out that the earth really isn't that old. And the people who think that, the people who want to offer you that as a theory, uh, have to do more and more so-called justification that isn't scientific, right? It's kind of like the mask mandates. You see a, a big thing going on right now. A lot of these Democrat states finally going, yeah, you know what? Uh, we better get rid of this because people are sick and tired of it. And they know it's a political science vehicle. It's it's political theater. You got the governor of Illinois standing out there yesterday. Oh, I care about people. That's why I do this. And that's a load of horse pucky. He doesn't care about people any more than, than he, he cares about his little thumb. Okay, little finger, whatever. Um, but, you know, he's... I, in some way, shape, or form, I don't, I don't know why some of these people do the things that they do. When you know masks are doing more harm than good, they don't protect anybody from anything, um, unless somebody's standing there spitting on you. That's really the only time it's going to protect you from something. And if somebody wants to wear a mask, they can. If they're worried about it, well, they're free to do that. You know, I'm sure many people will from now on. You're going to see people walking around with masks on all over the place from here to eternity. Thank you, uh, fearless leaders. And yet I see signs around here, even in a rural community. Thank you, Governor Pixar, for saving us. And I just, I'm, I want to go up and knock on the door and say, are you insane? Where, what are you doing? And, but that's what our news media has fostered. That's what the uh, drug companies love, right? People scared so that they take their drugs or take their shot. Instead of having faith in the right place, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, faith in something greater. So you don't walk around worried every day that this that today's going to be your last. Guess what? Today could be your last day. You could get in your car and get run over by something. I, you know, there's no guarantees that you got tomorrow. And yet the sun keeps coming up. So, so anyway, through our, our travel through the Bible, um, we get into uh, Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers where Israel's given the law and we give a, are given a basis for, Paul says, you know, we wouldn't know sin without the law. Um, not that people weren't sinning before the law was given, but 
but it helps define the parameters that God cares about. And, you know, then we see Joshua and Judges and Ruth, and uh, then we go into um, First and Second Samuel and First Kings, Second Kings, Chronicles, and go through all the kings, the good kings and the bad kings and the ups and downs of uh, what's going on with a lot of them. And then you have a series of prophets. You have Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, um, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, uh, Daniel, uh, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obed, uh, Jonah. Most people know the story of Jonah where he goes into the fish. Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, uh, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. And I'm not going to go through all these. I think uh, I'm going to spend some time in the book of Job tomorrow. Um, and then we'll talk through the book of Psalms and book of Proverbs a little bit. And Ecclesiastes maybe. Uh, but a lot of this is, uh, you know, when Israel was in captivity, um, you know, there's, there's a timeline to all of this, all of these prophets talking to the people of Israel and, and these things being written down. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with the righteousness of God and Israel being righteous with God at times and then unrighteous being called to righteousness, um, you know, being taken into captivity and then being allowed to go back and rebuild the homeland as in Nehemiah. Um, and then you get to a point where it just kind of stops. And there are others like the Catholic Bible and, and there are other uh, folks that believe there was some discussion between the time of Malachi and the New Testament, um, which had to do with uh, Maccabees and some other things. Um, you know, I, I think it's more likely that, uh, some of those things are not scriptural. They were added later in the canon of scripture and we can, you know, a lot of it really doesn't amount to a hill of beans when it comes to Christ, because it's more historical, right? All these, these scriptural references with these prophets and things like that. I think one of the biggest ones that you can see is in Psalms. Psalms has so many references to Christ, and Christ uses a lot of those in his ministry when he's on earth. Um, you know, Proverbs is basically just good uh, suggestions in a lot of ways. It's not really, you know, Solomon isn't writing a bunch of laws. He's just talking about things from a practical perspective, that wisdom's good, and, uh, you know, seeking wisdom is a good thing. But even then, we know in Solomon's case, wisdom failed him in the end. You know, he may have been the wisest person on earth, and yet he missed in the end. Uh, you know, he did not listen to God. He did not stay away from things he should have. So I listened through the book of Ezra today. And again, I'm not going to go into all that. I think we need to, to focus in as Christians on the New Testament. Um. But there is value in reading through a lot of these prophets and understanding where Israel was and what was going on at the time and uh, and studying that out. But as a Gentile, as someone who is not a Israel a Israelite by birth, but uh, became one by faith, uh, there's a lot more things we need to do in the New Testament when it comes to uh, understanding 
our faith and understanding what that means. Now, faith in itself, uh, in studying that out, there's really there's only two spots. There's a lot of spots where it talks about faithfulness. Uh, you know, Numbers twelve seven was the first reference to faith. It says, "My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all mine house." But uh, the term faith itself is referenced just a, a couple times in the Old Testament. Um, hang on a minute. i got to get to the right. Okay, there we go. In uh, Deuteronomy and, uh, and uh, Habakkuk, Deuteronomy 32, uh, 20, says this. Let me get to it. Because I wanted, to, I wanted to talk about faith. You know, that's what, what this show is really all about. Uh, let's see, Deuteronomy thirty two twenty, And he said, I will hide my face from them, and I will see what their end shall be. For they are very froward generation, children in whom is no faith. Now that word is the, the, the word amun, established or figur- figuratively trusty. Also trustworthiness, faith, truth. So in that sense, it's talking about trustworthiness in terms of faith. Um, and then we've got a reference in Habakkuk that, uh, let's see, what, I don't remember which was, 2-4. And so, behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. And that is emunah, literally firmness, figuratively security, uh, moral fidelity, faith. And so, uh, and I think, you know, the, the gist of that is having the right attitude toward God and trusting in him uh, the way that you should. Now, there's 229 results on faith in the New Testament. And we'll look at... Um, some of those as we go, because one of the things, one of my goals for this year is to do a word study every week. And I thought, what better place to start than with faith, with what this this whole effort is all about? Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the the basis of you know believing in, in something that's not seen, that you can't touch, feel, smell. It's about believing in something, and uh, we do it every day. Well, you know, I believe my paycheck is going to come on the 15th or I wouldn't still be working for the company that I'm working for, right? I have faith that that's going to happen. Um, so here's the first reference to faith in the New Testament. Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? And faith there is, Oligopistos, oligopistos, incredulous, lacking confidence, little faith. So this really isn't faith, it's lack of, right? Um, so are we, tr- you know, in, in this sense, are we trusting God for what we need? Well, if you're a believer in evolution, you're obviously not trusting God for what you need. You're going your own way. You're trying to figure out um, how to get there yourself. And so you really can't. And 
you know, we'll look at some more scripture around that idea tomorrow, but that's, that's our basis for, for many things. When you look at this world and we'll go through some, some news stories in a minute, I'm, I encourage you to think about it from the standpoint of faith. Um, there are practical solutions to things in this world, but most things start from the standpoint of faith. If you're putting faith and trust in God and his ways and what he says in his word, you're going to take a different approach to things. You're going to approach things with a different mindset. And we don't see most people doing that. Even people of faith many times, including myself, I will choose my own way instead of laying it before God and going, okay, how do I handle this? And I'm learning more about that all the time. But let's let's look at some of the, the news that's out there today. There was one of the first ones that hit me. Major cities that have spiraled into violent holes, they say hell holes, have one thing in common. And uh, uh, not guns, says one expert. Soft on crime... District attorneys across the country are to blame for a spike in the violent crime, not firearms. A former federal prosecutor told Fox News. Guns don't commit crimes, neither do knives, hammers. People do. And I would agree with that statement wholeheartedly, but the premise that he uses is it's these district attorneys' fault that are soft on crime. And I would suggest that it's not that at all. It's the fact that we've disbanded the family. We've given a license to people to be promiscuous and not care about responsibility. Um, that's what abortion is all about in the end. It's not, a, you know, it's it's about life, um, certainly, but it's about responsibility. It's about personal responsibility. And God calls us to that. God says you are, you know, you were created. And right away he gives Adam and Eve a responsibility to take care of the garden. And of course they fail at their responsibility because they don't listen to God and stay away from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But we all do this. We all fail at responsibilities from time to time. And I get that. But as a society, we have relegated personal responsibility. We've relegated motherhood and fatherhood in a lot of ways in, in the public realm to uh, nothing. You know, nobody holds up motherhood as a, as a big deal. And I think it's one of the biggest deals on the planet. And family, too. You know, you've got... Uh, transgenderism and uh, the LGBTQ community is, is hoisted up as, you know, you almost think that would be the normal way people should be, you know, that two guys should hook up or um, some guy should dress as a woman. And it's, it's wonderful. Right. And again, they're going to start pushing the idea that pedophilia is okay. And, and everything deviant that is anti-God is going to be called good people. You know, that's what the world does. That's what belief in evolution will do. That's what a, a I shouldn't say belief in evolution, but a non-belief in God, a, a turning away from God. Um, and the real fact that he created you, that, that he sustains you. Now, some people will still uh, have a moral uh, approach to life, um, you know, if they were brought up with moral foundations and things like that, and they decide that they want to do that, uh, on their own because I think everybody has a conscience too. Some people sear it enough where they don't really have it anymore, but, but soft on crime uh, attorneys are not to blame for the crime wave that's going on in our country. It's called Satan. It's called sin. It's called people choosing to, uh, 
circumvent the will of God for their own will, for their own uh, desires and things that they want to pursue. And here's one of the the biggest ones, COVID Truth Network on uh, on Telegram. They, you know, this Klaus Schwab guy, who is this guy? Why does everybody want to believe in what Germans have to say? You know, I work for a company during the day where I sell some German equipment. And sometimes I question myself, like, why am I doing this? I mean, it's it's a commercial enterprise and it's a company. But, you know, when you think about how much, uh, how many problems the German mindset has caused people, you know, between Hitler and World War One, uh, and you just look at the past. You know, I, of course, they were the ones that finally took out the Roman uh, Empire by every stretch. But, but again, who's who's this Klaus Schwab guy to tell everybody what what they can and can't do? And he wants to modify humans. And cause a fourth industrial revolution, you know, he's going to, he wants to lock everybody down. You can't have access to the internet unless you do things the way he wants you to do them. And that's the elitist mindset, folks. But that is a mindset based on evolutionary ideas. That somehow they're stronger, more right, more good, more true. Um, and it's a, uh, it's almost as big a joke as mask mandates. It's actually bigger. I should say that mass mandates don't. It harms people, especially school kids. And school kids never should have been masked. I, you know, when has when have kids had to sacrifice to save the parents? You know, if a teacher was that worried about catching COVID, they could have stayed home. You know, whatever, go get a different job. But you should have never put masks on kids. That was ridiculous. Um. But you have other stories, like there's one in our local paper, Generation Rx gives young adults the tools to avoid drug misuse. And that's that's an anathema too. Again, you're not going to avoid uh, misusing anything unless you have your thoughts in the right place. You know, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. And that's the starting point. You know, if you don't have a proper fear of the Lord and a proper faith in God, um, you're going to make all kinds of errors. I mean, I still do, and I have faith in God, but I can't imagine not. It would be 10 times worse. Um, because God calls you to what's what's right and true and good for you as a created being. And that's that's the biggest difference here, folks. You know, you're either created or you're not, one of the two. And you have to start with that premise. So if you don't start with the right premise, you're not going to have the right results. There is never going to be true equality in this life. And people that think that they can force that from the government or from some uh, belief that we can have a utopian society here on earth, it, it is laughable. It's a joke. People are different. That's why a one-size-fits-all solution to the COVID-19 experience is not right either. Everybody's different. We have different metabolisms. We have different... Uh, makeups, we have different issues, uh, different um, things that we deal with. And so you can't just force people into a box, man. It doesn't work the same for everybody. That's why free enterprise, that's why uh, capitalism and things like that work better than anything else because people are different. Some people want to take risks, some don't. You know, even back in the Old Testament, God allowed people to sell themselves into slavery. Yes, that's right. 
because people would choose that so that they could be taken care of. It wasn't the indentured kind where people were stolen off the plains of Africa and brought over here and made to work for free and treated as property. That's wrong. But if someone chooses to sell themselves into a situation and says, look, I will work for you um, because I want my family taken care of and I know that I can't do that on my own very well. You know, that's a choice that somebody's making. But to uh, do that, to force somebody, just like forcing somebody to take a shot they don't want to take, forcing somebody to wear a mask they don't want to wear, is wrong. That is just wrong, people. Period. Exclamation point. End of story. And I don't even think you need a belief in God to see that that's wrong. It, it certainly is. But if you, again, start by the fact that we are, our rights are God-given, not government-given. Um, that creates a different perspective, right? If you think the government is responsible for your rights and is the one that can um, while uh, you have things going on like the U.S. Air Force granting only nine religious exemptions to COVID-19 vaccine mandates while over 3,000 requests are rejected. It's, that is a crime, that is a crime, people. But it's based on a belief system that, uh, that again, it goes nowhere. What does a, a belief in evolution offer you? What does a belief in government offer you? What does a belief in secular humanism offer you? It offers you the singular ability to not uh, submit yourself to God and his ways. And so you can go pursue life the way you want to without without having to think about um, God from the standpoint of um, he is in control and he is the one that uh, you owe allegiance to, right? So, but I'm going to pound this every day from this microphone that, that faith is where it's at. What you put faith in makes a big difference in how you're going to act, what you're going to do, what you believe, and uh, how you're going to pursue this life. So make sure you're putting it in the right place. Seek out the Lord Jesus Christ and his ways, and you will be blessed. You will find life where you didn't really have any. You might think you do, but you do not. That I can say with certainty. So, thank you for stopping by. I implore you, if you do not know Christ, email us at ehudit.itsareligion.org. Uh, go find a Bible. Read it. Read the book of John. Uh, find out who this Jesus is. And uh, repent of your sin. Put your faith and trust in him. And he will direct your paths. And he will help you see the right way in which you should go. So... That's where we're at, folks. Put your faith in something more than yourself. Be blessed. Thank you, Lord, for the small things Like me and her on a porch swing The summer nights and fireflies And the sound of my old six-string Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings If I still got breath in these lungs And that's all I need to get down on my knees And be thankful for all that he's done For my mama, for my friends